Welcome to the PKN Podcast, where we give you the wrap on all things packaging. Welcome, folks, to the PKN Packaging News Podcast. My name's Grant McCarran, and as ever, I'm joined by Lindy Hewson, Managing Editor and Publisher of PKN Packaging News and the host of this show. G'day, Lindy. Can you tell us about our topic and our guests for this episode? Well, hello, Grant. I'm coming to you from lockdown in Sydney. And um, as a result of that, I, like many others, are forced to turn to online shopping. And everything that I am ordering, of course, comes in piles of packaging. So today we're going to be exploring e-commerce packaging. E-commerce packaging has been surging for some time, enjoying double-digit growth. But of course, COVID and the pandemic has really added impetus to that growth. And many e-commerce shippers are experiencing this. It has also added a lot of extra plastic into the waste stream. But we do have some shipping companies that are proactively developing sustainable packaging options. So today we're going to be talking about carbon neutral shipping with Eva Ross. She's the Chief Marketing and Customer Officer at Sendal, which is Australia's first 100% carbon neutral shipping carrier, and it's a B-Tech corporation. Sendal helps small e-commerce businesses to thrive through delivery that is simple, reliable, and affordable. Now, Eva was previously at Airbnb, running the APAC Marketing Operations and Strategy, and has a wealth of business and creative experience helping startups to navigate rapid growth at scale. So we're very excited to have you with us. Welcome, Eva. Thanks so much, Lindy. Great to be here. Fantastic. So let's get going. I'd like you to tell us all about Sendal, what its business model is, and how you fit into the picture. Tell us about your role. Very happy to. So look, before Sendal was Sendal, Sendal was Tushare, and Tushare was James Chin Moody, our CEO and co-founder's first business um, he at the time had a couple of young children and had far too many things, as I think many of us have experienced, uh, and wanted a way to keep those things out of landfill. Now, not knowing anyone in the neighborhood that he could give them to, he created sort of like a giving marketplace or a marketplace for the circular economy, where those items could be shared or sent to someone else in a different area uh, so that they could make use of them. The challenge there, of course, was how to get something from A to B. Uh, but uh, fortunately was able to work with a whole lot of different carriers and convince them to come and pick these items up, uh, ship them across the country for a flat rate uh, and have that pickup included. Now, it turned out that that solution of a free pickup and a flat rate price uh, made for a real solution for e-commerce. And it turned out that we saw a lot of eBay sellers starting to use this same service for their items that they'd sold on eBay. So over time, they stripped away the original sharing economy marketplace uh, and kept the shipping service. But it only carried through that those traditional origins uh, of being green uh, and considering how we're protecting landfill made sense that all the deliveries should be 100% carbon neutral. And through that status, we, we found ourselves being certified as a B Corp, as you mentioned. So that's a bit of the background. And we've, we've done many things since then, uh, continued to expand in Australia and now launched over in the United States. So in my role, I, I joined Sendal three years ago. And as chief marketing and customer officer, we consider, I suppose, that growth is both on the customer side, but also on the support side. So how are we taking care of any issues that might arise with your deliveries? 
Uh, so I suppose we consider the whole journey of the customer in that way. That's a great story. Um, so just clarify for me how long Sendal has been going. Sendal started in 2014 uh, and has operated in the US since 2019. So your business, like any other business that's involved in shipping, must have felt the impact of COVID in a positive way in terms of turnover. Um, and the knock-on effect of this of the volume of packaging that's going out there into the market. Can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, the size and the shape of the e-commerce sector and how that has grown as a result of COVID? And then also about the packaging waste that you are witnessing in the market. Sure. Uh, look, they say there, there are decades where nothing happens and then there are weeks where decades happen. And I think that's, that's what we saw <laughs> in those few early weeks last year. And uh, I saw the Bank of America put out a statistic that said in those first eight weeks uh, of sort of the COVID pandemic, uh, e-commerce penetration, so retail that was via online selling as opposed to traditional selling, went from 16% up to 27%. So that first 16% had taken about 10 years, so literally that decade uh, to gather. And then in just eight weeks, we saw that shift all the way up uh, by 10%. Uh, and I think we experienced that ourselves at Sendal. Um, we, we had a look at our volumes and what we had forecast for Christmas. We saw every month from March all the way through to December. So uh, our team were incredibly busy delivering all of those packages uh, at those volumes. And as you said, look, we're seeing that uh, in terms of the impact on delivery vehicles, but also on packaging. And I think we've seen this shift on both sides from from business and from consumer. So we've seen traditional bricks and mortar businesses, closing their stores, moving to e-commerce, really shifting their operations and their warehousing. Uh, and we've seen individuals in the community start to discover online supermarket deliveries and those sorts of things. But we've also seen consumers really try and support their local businesses. Uh, we've seen them shift to a subscription service from their local cafe where they're getting coffee you know, every two weeks or subscription honey all sorts of different services that we had probably never imagined pre-pandemic. So you're actually delivering those products for them as a result of that subscription? We are, that's right. So I think where some of these items used to be one-offs, uh, people are now trying to commit to those smaller businesses and help them out by making that a regular purchase, which is, of course, a great trend. But look, with this, this massive increase uh, in online shopping, of course, comes a lot more packaging and we're seeing a trend towards recyclable packaging and sustainable packaging, but a lot of it still ends up in landfill, uh, especially if it's made of you know, two types of materials. I'm sure we've all experienced sort of plastic stuck to cardboard. Uh, and often it's just something that's very difficult to recycle, like polystyrene. And this shift has just really you know, shown a huge change in the adoption of these different solutions. Yeah, I must say that when um, it is one of the pain points for me, especially someone who is so across packaging and what we should be doing with it, when something arrives in packaging that is really hard to dispose of and that by the time you've deconstructed it into its constituent parts and pulled off the sticky tape and pulled off the label, there's, you know, you've got scraps left in front of you, um, which doesn't really help when you pop those into the recycling stream either. So I'd be interested to know from you, because you're working with companies all the time, advising them on their best packaging options, what are 
three things that people should know or think about when it comes to their packaging if they are starting a new business that's going to be um, an e-commerce business? Look, I think where possible, try and minimize packaging. So opt for, opt for something that's, that's bulk uh, and opt for ways to kind of distribute your goods in bulk and in collectives. And also try to use reusable boxes or recycled boxes. We've got a couple of customers, uh, Pretty Frank comes to mind, and she used recycled boxes uh, and just pops a label on them that says, I'm recycled. And I think the customers uh, are not bothered at all by that. In fact, it's great to see. Uh, we've got another customer called Parley Baskets, who partners with Chemist Warehouse and a local vet uh, and also does the same thing with those boxes. So that, that reuse and recycle is a great option to start out. Secondly, you can really consider the materials that you use in your packaging. Try to choose things that are kinder to the planet. Uh, look, uh, we're seeing a great fashion of uh, products that are sustainable and aesthetically pe pleasing. Uh, and we've seen a lot of innovation in the packaging space. So things like biodegradable air peanuts uh, are becoming very popular. And I've spotted all sorts of interesting trends. Pineapple, pineapple's now uh, sort of leftover discarded pineapple leaves can be used as a form of paper. We've seen mushrooms that have a, a real springy texture often be used as an alternative to styrofoam and packing filler. So I think there's a lot of interesting research out there in terms of these alternatives. Yes, I saw something the other day that had, um, it was using the byproducts of tomato farming. <laughs> so the yeah. stalks and, and I assume the leaves, um, you know, you wonder how much energy goes into creating those, those products, but all, all the same, um, every little bit helps. Exactly. Yeah. You hope that these things aren't trends, but it, it's great that the experimentation, you know, is out there. Um, at Sendal, we offer 100% compostable satchels and they break down, you know, in your worm farm at home and, and compost sort of between 90 days and uh, and six months. Uh, so those, those are a great option. But I guess the, the last uh, tip I would give is, of course, use a carbon neutral shipper like Sendal. Um, in our latest Australian small business survey, 74% of our customers said that carbon neutral parcel delivery was very important for their business. You know, it's often the last step uh, in the supply chain. People have gone and carefully sourced ethically or organically sustainable products um, to ship. They've thought about their packaging and then the last step is, of course, that they should deliver carbon neutrally. So explain to our listeners, what does it mean to be a carbon neutral shipper and how do you guarantee that? Yeah, so carbon neutral simply means that we offset the carbon produced by a delivery. So I should give a bit of background uh, on Sendal. So the way we work is we are a digital carrier. That means we stitch together a network of different couriers and carriers and providers uh, using our technology. So a package going from A to B might go with one carrier and then from B to C with another. So what that means is we're able to fill the underutilized capacity in a vehicle. So that's the first thing I suppose that we're doing from, from a sustainability point of view. But the offset side of things means simply that we calculate the emissions produced by the vehicle traveling down a road with a particular weight of a particular package in it and translate the cost of those emissions into carbon credits. We partner with an organization called South Pole, who work with various projects around the world that sell those carbon credits. So this year, we partnered with Bubra Native, the Bubra Native Forest, um, 
and we're working on the regeneration of those forest areas. The idea is that future forest growth will be able to sequester carbon uh, and, and also create a passive revenue stream for, for folks in those areas. Um, we have another project in the Mississippi area uh, where we're re regenerating bottomland forests uh, also to generate biodiversity and, and sequester carbon in those areas. So those projects, we work with our customers to choose. We go through a voting process each year uh, and ask the Sendle customers which projects they feel most inclined to invest in. Uh, and each year we invest in those projects for our carbon offsets. Well, now recently you put out a challenge to Australia Post. Um, you called on them, <laughs> pretty brave, going after the, the, big, the big brands um, in Australia. You called on them to go fully carbon neutral. So how did you go about this and what was the response? So our, our mission is shipping that's good for the world. Uh, and I suppose the vision there is that every package will be delivered carbon neutrally, whether it's delivered by us or delivered by someone else. So the thought was, well, who else is there in this market? And Australia Post, of course, does a lot of Australian deliveries. Uh, and so we challenged them to join us in those carbon neutral deliveries. And the way we did that was we created a set of stickers that customers could stick onto their packages. Uh, and if they did so, we would carbon offset that package for them no matter who was shipping it. Um, in the lead up, we also carbon offset a million uh, of Australia Post packages for them. Uh, and of course, there was a fair amount of press coverage uh, and social media coverage um, of the challenge. And incredibly, just 18 days later, uh, Australia Post made the move to also carbon offset their My Post business and standard parcel post parcels. Um, so an, an incredible change. And I think it just shows how an industry level change can can happen just like that um, and probably is quite motivating to others out there. You know, you can only ask and see what happens. And I, I think that that's a fantastically positive outcome. So you spoke earlier of um, Sendal having compostable packaging and obviously you also have recyclable options. Compostable and recyclable, of course, either each of them has their own merits. How do you balance that off when you're advising people? Look, it, it can be hard to find a place to compost. And so we have to think about what's right and what the customer's customer is going to be able to do. I think cardboard packaging is, of course, more easily recyclable than plastic, but it, it presents its own challenges. It's, it's very heavy. Uh, and while it's sturdy and great for protecting fragile items, it's often quite hard uh, when you need to pack it down. Uh, I think you were talking earlier about having to create those separations, but we all know what it's like uh, having to pack it all into the recycling bin. Um, we actually did some surveys with our customers uh, and 57% said they weren't so worried about what the packaging looks like. They were just very frustrated by the amount of packaging that their parcels now come in. Uh, and I think, I think that's interesting, you know, to the earlier point on how should people package? Well, I think, you know, the point of frustration is that moment at which you're putting it into the recycling bin uh, and that part of the journey should be considered. So our, our compostable satchels are, are made from 100% biodegradable compostable materials. So cornstarch uh, and BPAT. Um, and at the end of the journey, that those compostable satchels can just be popped in with your food scraps and left to compost. And that's been working well for a lot of our customers. Uh, we work with a company called Better Packaging Company uh, to supply those mailers. 
uh, and they do allow for quite a lot of uh, people's own creative input into how they how they're designed. Yes, a better packaging company. Um, in fact, Kate Bazaar ha- was one of our first podcast guests um, oh, early on. So, um, and we have covered their story, which is is really quite an incredible journey for Kate and Rebecca as well. So um, now you have, not only do you partner with Better Packaging Company, you've also partnered with No Issue and with Paley Baskets. Perhaps you can just run through what the connection is with each of those partners and how these are benefiting your customers. Sure, yeah. Better Packaging and No Issue supply our compostable mailers. Uh, and we make those available to customers in the States and in Australia. Uh, and both of them allow for you know, our own branding uh, to be used there. And they've, they've proved very popular. Um, we actually did a, a giveaway that was heavily oversubscribed. Uh, and we should have known um, <laughs> in terms of just how popular composting now is. <laughs> um, with Parley Baskets, Parley Baskets are a customer of ours. They uh, now ship internationally from Melbourne. But originally, they would collect bottles uh, from the beaches and, and gutters in Myanmar and turn those into plastic woven baskets. And those baskets, of course, you know, will last 30 or 40 years. Um, but just a great way to look at recycling uh, and then bringing those things in and making a useful object out of them. Um, so we did a story recently on them uh, on our blog and just what an inspiration uh, as a company. There are so many companies out there doing so many fantastic things. So um, when it comes to communicating with the end consumer, so the person who's buying the product, are you encouraging your customers who's sending the product to them to communicate on their packaging, how to dispose of the packaging? I think it's a, it's a great point and it's a great idea. And often I think that myself when I get food delivery and those sorts of things, if only I knew easily how I could recycle you know, this refrigeration bag or this refrigeration packet. We do talk a lot to our customers about promoting how things are shipped uh, and letting their customers know that their delivery was 100% carbon neutral. But I think talking more to them about what can be done with their satchels or with their boxes and how they can be recycled is, is great advice. Um, I do know with our compostable packaging that you can sort of slice off the top and reuse it, uh, which is also great if you're you know, using that item for a turn service. Um, but I think it's a good point to say, Uh, And just remind people to take the opportunity to reuse that box uh, or compostable satchel if possible. The other um, thing that's possible on those satchels, uh, certainly the one from Better Packaging Company, is that they can be branded, as you said, with your your Sandal brand or with the client's brand um, because they can be printed. Um, But also one that Better Packaging Company did quite recently, which I really loved, was that they were raising awareness. They printed it all in leopard print um, to raise awareness for an endangered species of leopard, the Ama leopard. And um, when a packaging can have this double do-good purpose, that really does give that feel-good um, sensation for the consumer who's doing the unboxing as well, which I think is a, a great step forward. So hopefully we'll see some more of that coming through. Well, Eva, um, thank you very much for joining us today. We've we've had some interesting insights. It's time to wrap up, but I'd love to give you the opportunity to give one last message to our listeners. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and thank you for everything that you do, Lindy. It's, it's brilliant. Look, I think um, this is such a time in our lives at the moment when we're able to make sustainable choices uh, and to think carefully about 
you know, shopping from local businesses, uh, shipping sustainably uh, and making great packaging choices and recycling decisions. Um, so let's all continue to do that and share that advice with with others that we know. Well, I certainly will be doing that um, as I try to curb my online shopping habits going forward. But um, I won't feel too bad if I choose the right agent and shipper. Well, thank you, Eva. Thank you, Lindy. And of course, thanks, folks, for joining us on this episode. We'll be back in the not too distant future with another informative episode. But until then, have a great day. You've been listening to the PKN Podcast. Produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of PKN Packaging News. Owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of PKN Packaging News, Yaffa Media or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast's audio, please contact us via the website or send an email to editor at packagingnews.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's packaging industry at packagingnews.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast.